Hello, Internet. Got my good friend Sean with me, Sean Burke, who probably none of you know because as he explained to me before we started the podcast, he hasn't done much on Facebook since the Oilers were in the playoffs, what, two years ago? No. Last year? I don't know, man. It's, it's been a long it's been that a long push time. they had with Rollison in that? <laughs> yeah, probably. 2006, man. That yeah. Actually, yeah, I don't know. It's probably been almost that long since I've done anything relevant on Facebook. <laughs> I like to have people like you on, on the podcast because we talk about what everybody's angry about online and you don't really have – well, I'm not saying you don't go on social media. I'm saying you don't put anything out on social media because you don't have Twitter or Instagram. Are you on TikTok? I, this conversation is going to get really dangerous for me. It's going to age me dramatically. No, it's I okay. am not. We don't, e- we don't We don't going even, through them I, until I get the one I've never heard of before. Yeah, I just wanted to say that one because it's the newest, stupidest <laughs> one. That it's, like, it's the newest one for kids. It's like yeah. it took over for Snapchat. Now they're trying to. Get- I, I have I have seen TikTok. Oh shit! What do you what do you call a TikTok? Is it a TikTok? I think you Is just it call a it a TikTok. I've seen. <laughs> what do you TikTok? call a TikTok? That's like when you like try to get old people to understand what a tweet is on Twitter. They're yeah. like, I I saw one of those Twitters. It's like, no, Grandma, it's a tweet. And they're like, what? And you're like, like a yeah, bird. And you're like, oh. And now it's yeah. like we have to have that conversation all over again, but we're on the receiving end because we're like, I saw a TikTok and someone's like, whatever the actual word for TikTok is. Actually, peak. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think this could end up being uh, a whole bunch of you filling me in on what people are pissed off about. I, I, I certainly, I don't know how you, I don't know how you take that stream of negative shit all day long. I think. Um, uh, easy. Because if it's someone else being negative, then I don't have to address my cold, bitter heart and how I might be broken inside. Because I could be like, all these other people are crazy and super negative. Not me, though. That has nothing to do with me. I'm just kidding. No, you just have a podcast to talk about how they're all angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, no, I like you're. As I was saying before, you're a good person to have on here because you're not involved in it any way so you can have like almost a more pure opinion on it because you're not used to being on twitter and getting angry about twitter things so when i say this is what people are mad about on twitter you're like huh and you can respond like a normal person who has an emotional core that isn't kind of fractured like it is for most people on twitter and i think i just alienated our whole audience (laughs) Well, you made me feel pretty good in that, so hey, uh, I'm okay with it. Plus, you came on gonna... the podcast, so I got to pump your tires. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do, uh, do I get paid for this, by the way? What's the... Yes. Uh... You get yes, paid okay. in exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you forget I was a musician for a lot of years. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you want to... I know what exposure means. <laughs> Let's give a little guest background. So you... Like I just spent all this time saying how you don't care about social media and stuff, but you had like almost a little run with fame, I guess not fame, fame, but you were in a touring band and you were at the point where you got paid to play music, right? Poorly, like, yeah. When your band played a gig, there was money oh, yeah, given yeah, yeah. to your band. So you're, yeah. you're were yeah, a professional it, 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 musician. It was a terrible business. 
Uh, yeah. So like, I certainly would not want anybody to have uh, invested in that. It's uh, no, it was not a money making venture, but it, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was good. That was, that's a while ago. I mean, uh, I've, I've since sold out to the man and I do e-commerce stuff and it's, uh, you know, Hey, we, we don't sell out. Are. We buy in. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that, and I love it so much. Really? I stole it from SLC Punk, a movie yeah. that was, like, from 20 years ago. Yeah. But it's, like, I don't know. You can't even really call it selling out anymore because it's, like, everybody needs to pay their rent and mm -hmm. make a living. And buy nice things. Yeah, wow. Buy adequate things. I mean, I got – I don't know if you can see it, but I got a new podcast chair. It was oh the God. most expensive chair I've ever bought in my life. Uh, it looks delicious. It is. It's got diamonds, diamond stitched leather. I don't know if it's real leather. It's probably because they don't want to hurt cows, but it's from Staples. So maybe it's like yeah. the old paper, like manila folders that nobody bought. I think that's appropriate because uh, as we learned when we were at uh, Derek's birthday, yeah. And his mom was the only person in the room that didn't have some sort of a chronic ache and pain. Uh, it's, good. it's good for you to have some sort of solid support when you're sitting your ass down. Yeah, it's funny how like, I don't even want to say she's was the oldest person there. But since she was Derek's mom, she's obviously a generation older than us. But it's funny because I always because she doesn't have any chronic pain and she's older mm -hmm. than all of us. I guess I just mm -hmm. said it anyway. So it's like we should probably actually listen to her and try to learn all of her secrets so that we can still not be hobbled in our future yeah well but at, at, at this stage like so yes she's she's definitely a very intelligent woman and and has lots of wisdom for us but i feel like the basic wisdom that you're talking about are things that we know i think we're at that stage of life where you know all the things you're supposed to be doing some of the things are starting to get forced upon you. You're, you know, like, like, like if you think about it, when you're like, when you're in your twenties, you know, all these things you're supposed to do. You do shit anyway, and you don't care because you're not feeling any of the negative effects from it. And then you get into your thirties and you're like, okay, wait, like, uh, this is getting a little bit tougher to get out of bed in the morning. Or if I, you know, eat a whole bunch of McDonald's and then drink my face off, I feel like terrible for days. Oh Yeah. Those things start to force behaviors. I, I feel like we're like five years away from getting uh, to the point where we're all completely immobile, staring at walkers and canes and having to actually change lifestyles. You like on a, um, uh, that movie, that Disney movie, uh, WALL-E. Disney movie? Yeah. Pixar. Disney owns Pixar, right? Yeah, Am I wrong? No, you're right. But what, what movie are you talking about where all the... WALL-E. 40-year-olds. Oh, Wally. Yeah, where, Ew, Wally. where all the humans... What do you think I said? Where they're floating around in the big spaceship. Yeah, and they like they got used to zero G, so they're all super fat. The way yeah. I see it, it's like when you turn 40, everybody gets like one thing. Like I got gout. You got mm -hmm. like a mangled back from your like stream of car accidents because mm -hmm. you're a stuntman. I just want to make that clear for... for yeah. Sorry? Not my fault. Yeah, no, none of I'm, them were your I'm fault. Our accident victim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Derek's then, like, yeah, like yeah. Derek not being on this podcast because he still has mm -hmm. sciatica slash slip disc slash can't like like super back pain. I guess you could say the best mm -hmm. way 
say that. So like, that's all our thing. And then some people get like arthritis or some people get like Crohn's. My older brother got hemorrhoids, which I probably shouldn't have said on this podcast, which he's probably um, not super keen about me spreading and telling everybody, but. But sorry, sorry. What was it that your older brother had? I missed it. He had hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. Wait. Yeah. 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 Hemorrhoids. That's what the (laughs) intestine coming out of the ass. I don't really. Yeah. Okay. I think we can probably leave it there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think think if anybody doesn't know what that is, they should probably Google it and find out because, uh, but not Google and read the articles, Google and then hit images. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Wally used to freak me out. I used to think, so they've had like the big evil corporation. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily evil, but it seems evil. That's, uh, that everybody sort of belongs to that one big company. I used to think that was Walmart. I'm thinking that's Amazon. Yeah. And I, and I feel like the, the, the moment where I, I felt like Amazon kind of started to go into tip into that, like, okay, I'm sure there's lots of things they've done where people would perceive them as being too large, evil, hard, like bad for their workers, et cetera. But the one that like, where I was like, okay, this is going too far was when they started to get into essentially banking and mm. they would. Are they in banking? Start- so the way it works, they, they give you a loan to start a business. Uh, Ooh, and that Amazon business does? is something like Amazon does. Yeah. Okay. But sorry. the business is something like uh, starting a delivery company and you can only have one client, which is them. So yeah. your banker and your, you know, your one single client that you're contractually bound to not expand your delivery beyond it are tied together. So you owe money to them on installment payments and you have to work for them. So it's almost like, uh like it's like an indentured servitude like you basically can't get out of that arrangement yeah uh so they get to basically set all the parameters of that relationship but that that just seemed really creepy to me because you're basically having this thing where there's no separation between uh you know the money and the client and there's no opportunity for you to to take that business expand it elsewhere anyway scary yeah by and large by and large from wally Amazon, when they build a big spaceship, none of us should get on it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, none of us should get on the SS Amazon to the moon ship. That is the mm-hmm. colonizing ship pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Depend- Actually, the way you just described it, I'm like, holy, I really want to get on the SS Amazon to the moon now. That's yeah, I mean, like a colonizing ship. Like, I know yeah. that what you're saying. All of my, all of my, my morals that? are gone. I'm saying all my morals are gone. I'm yeah, like now. what you were saying was weird and we should watch what they're doing and all this stuff. But if mm-hmm. I get to go on a spaceship, then it's probably going to be pretty well, I guess, stocked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For lack of a better word. <laughs> or at the very least, there's going to be like same day delivery to the spaceship. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, like. There's going to be no wait. So. <laughs> so it should be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So all that stuff um, you said on why we should be cautious, throw it out. Just don't listen to what Sean said. Just don't take a loan from Amazon, but get on their colonizing ship. Yeah. 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 When the spaceship comes, all of us should get on it. Yeah. So do you want to talk, speaking of Amazon, no, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> there's no way to segue this. I was going to say, do you want to talk about, since we are current events podcast at its core, yeah. do you want to talk about how old conservatives don't like women singing about having sex? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the song, I do. The song WAP, I guess the kids are calling it WAP, sung by Cardi B. And oh my God, I probably should have looked it up. Um, do you know offhand who it's featured? Uh, Megan the Stallion. Ah, Megan the Stallion, um, where they sing about having. Are we doing this? Are we just going to say yeah. what WAP stands for, which half the lyrics of the songs are? Oh, yeah. Thank you okay. to say what it is. So Cardi B and Megan the Stallion sing about having wet ass pussies to entice men to have sex with them and saying how good they are at sex and that people should want to have sex with them. I just like when we were talking about TikTok and I thought I sounded like an old person, I just one up that because I completely sounded like the oldest person. You sound incredibly old when you said that. Yes, yeah, I agree. I, I just uh, I figure you did it <laughs> I figure if I talk about it more like an old person would talk about it, that's somehow less offensive to our female viewers because I still am uncomfortable saying the word pussy from how much backlash I got, and then like because they basically said don't say that word because it's gross and it sounds gross. It's like moist where it's a word that they don't like. So just stop saying it. Well, I don't think, I think that, I don't think that's necessarily just women. I think lots of people don't like, mo- do you think do take the word more? Why would you name your band after that word? Um, I think there was pre learning that everybody hates that word, or maybe he heard that people hated it. And David Usher was just like, you know what? <laughs> maybe it was like yeah. pre internet trolling. Like before you could just say the word moist on Twitter, you had to like mm-hmm. name your band that and become famous. And then laugh every time the much music DJ had to. Oh yeah. The next video, right? <laughs> yeah. Every time um, that somebody announced them. Have you gone back and listened to moist? I don't think it holds up. You know what? It's funny you say that. I agree with that. I, uh, I was obsessed with them. Yeah, for a while, and then I, I tried to I tried to get back on that train. It's just uh, it was a moment in time. Yeah, one like of my that, best concerts, That time when he belts "We Are Silver" in the song "Silver," mm-hmm. I was like, I remember. I'm like, that was so good and so big. He must have just shot it straight out of his diaphragm. And then you go back and you're like, you know, he's a, he doesn't actually have that good of a singing voice, and you can hear him breathing through every song. And you're like, huh. Mm-hmm. Why did I think it was so like good? And I guess it's just like you think about it and you don't go back and listen to it. And then you're like, you're just thinking of it being stronger than it actually was. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's surrounded in like all the other memories that are associated with that moment in mm-hmm. time as well. Like, like being 13 or 14 or 15. Good, I guess like it, <laughs> the insular small bubble of good times of mm. being and 14 for mm-hmm. some reason they're all they're all associated with various 90s music yeah there's like that two or three years where you started yeah. independently like i'm not going to say partying because it wasn't that wild but it was when you like started hanging out with your friends in an independent way yeah. like hanging out pulling all-nighters doing like like suburban white kid dumb stuff 
to mm-hmm. having real real responsibility where it was like 13 to 16 or 17 where you could go hang out with your friends and then like that was one of the bands that was there and then there was like uh i'm other earth yeah. and then like all that stuff so it's like you hear it and you like you think of that and you're like oh yeah before i had to pay rent those were the good days <laughs> uh so wap yeah going back uh, to wap sorry as you established at the beginning of this you're gonna have to educate me uh quite a lot on, on what's pissing people off so so what is it about this song that sort of uh that's got everybody up in a tizzy so well, basically uh, old people yeah. don't like to think about i mean i'm not even going to throw race into this because both singers are african-american i'm just going to say women uh old ass conservatives don't like when women talk about sing about enjoying sex, I think there's this weird like thing where people be like, want to, I don't know. I I don't know why they hate it. Like I don't appreciate the song because it's simple. The lyrics are dumb and it's basically like a modern version of my milkshake brings the boys to the yard by, I can't remember her name probably should have researched that before i brought it up but it's basically just like um here's my body men like it song like there's like my milkshake song there was work it by missy misdemeanor elliot then there was uh that my Uh neck my back song like instead of listening to wap you should actually go just google i think it was by kea k-h-e-a I could be wrong, but Google like YouTube search that song. The like one where she's like my neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. That's a way better song than this WAP. But this WAP song is basically like destroying right now. It's I, like the yeah. number, number one single broke it, some sort of record for. It doesn't make sense why it's so popular because it's a very, I guess it's just. The timing that it came out. Like yeah, and I, th- I mean, yeah. there's, there's something to be said for uh, the times and the ability to have a song that is, you know, uh, sex positive and, and yeah. um, speaks from a woman's perspective. I said to you, you know, before my, so I've only read the lyrics. I haven't listened to the song. I should probably listen to the song. I've only read the Don't. lyrics, but it seems to me very much like, it's like, uh, there were lyrics like this that I would hear in the nineties hip hop. I mean, from the male perspective and it's pretty much the same thing. So I don't understand why that was not offensive. This is offensive. Um, And it it really gets tied up. Sean, let me stop you right there. I'm just going to let you know that old ass conservative people did not like these lyrics from the male perspective in the nineties. They had umbrage with rap music. You're right. And how do they feel about it now? That would be. They do would be not like it. Damn they, it. I was hoping there would be progress from that moment to this moment. Then we could say, yeah. at the very least, there's some sort of movement forward that we can hope to see in terms of movement forward from this. Yeah. You I, know, I would say one thing in yeah. the lyrics, though. I, uh, I, I, I might not be able to interpret these appropriately, but it does seem like there's a uh, a lack of appreciation for proper uh, protection and or control for, for birth. So, so she, she talks a lot about pulling out. So I just, 
I'm probably getting off on a tangent, but I just feel like no, it's that's the hey tangent factory. The youth that are you know. You know what? As growing men, old men, old men, we should warn the youth that the rhythm method and the pull out method can okay. still get someone pregnant. See, there's the thing here. Let's go. Let's go full sex ed. Okay. So when a dude is having sex with a woman or a woman is having sex with a dude, I don't even want to say which, and I'm only yeah. saying sex between a man and a woman. Cause that's when pregnancy happens. So, or sorry, when biological man and a woman have sex, they don't even yeah. have to identify as man and a woman. But so what happens is when a dude's ramming a woman before he comes, there's this thing called pre-cum, which is, a, it's only a little bit. And a lot of dudes don't really notice. And there is a lot of pregnancies that happen because of this, because. Sorry, are you educating me right now? Or are you educating the youth of America? I'm trying to yeah. educate the youth who's every youth in the world is listening to this. Everybody okay. who likes that song is, pr I hope is listening to this because our numbers would shoot through the roof. And I feel yeah, like I, I shouldn't I feel like we're, have to we're tell you about pregame. Sorry? We're getting ourselves down a path that it's, uh, I, I don't know if we're like, I guess, what's your position on this? Do you feel pretty good about this song? My, like, what's your, were you offended? Were you shocked? Were you? My stance impacted? on this song is like, I've already heard this song. Women have already sung about themselves liking sex. And I'm totally fine with it. I just, I don't like how simple the music is behind the lyrics and it's not a song for me because it's not like catchy enough or whatever. Like I would say, yeah. like I said, go listen to my neck, my back, because that song is way catchier, has a better beat or go listen to the Missy Elliott song, which isn't as quite as graphic, but she does sing about having sex, but it's kind of like more innuendos. And that song slaps to this day. Work it by Misty yeah. Misdemeanor Elliott stands up unlike Moist does. <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm taking some homework yeah um yeah okay so wait so what you're telling me is don't listen to this song that we're talking about but listen to another song but we're both yeah. in a position where we feel pretty good about the message of this song and all these mm -hmm. people that have a problem with it should yeah go. i mean finding out that women enjoy sex too might be blowing the minds of all these conservatives but you figure it would be super good news for anybody who likes if you like sex and there's people you want to have sex with, finding out that they enjoy sex too should be really good news for you. I don't understand why conservatives or anybody would be against this. Like, I, I guess maybe it's like you could come from the argument where maybe it's teaching kids that they should allow dudes to spit in their mouth when they're having sex. Cause that's one of the lyrics and I do not agree with that because that is gross and that is not COVID compliant. If you are having sex right now and someone spits in your mouth, please self-quarantine and get tested before you go have sex with anyone else and let them spit in your mouth because that is how you spread viruses. And yeah. you, like Sean said, use birth control protection because an unwanted pregnancy can derail your life. I mean, all babies are miracles. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to say what side of the road we are on that, but yep. if you aren't expecting a baby, it can be a very trying time for you. 
I'm not going to tell you what to do. Or if you want to have a baby, do the opposite of what he's saying. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, get loads blown right inside you if you want to have babies. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I here here's here's my I I feel like I feel like my issue with uh, with people having a problem with the song is that that music. I mean, lots of art forms, but music very uh, is the one I'm familiar with, and it it is a place of truth right mm. it's truth and vulnerability and uh people are direct and they're explicit and and i don't think that when you hear things in lyrics you even you you know you immediately translate those into actions so if, you know i i think a lot of kids would have listened to uptown funk and didn't necessarily want to you know go do a whole bunch of cocaine so I, like i i think Wait, it's uptown funk it's about crazy. cocaine? Uh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, White Gold. I mean, there's at least a good whole oh. chunk about it. Oh. Um, but it, but I mean, like, what? You listen to Van Halen, and uh, and it's all this sort of. I mean, yeah. I I mean, listening to Van Halen back did not make me want to have sex with my teacher. Graphic stuff. Um, anyway, I just, I just feel like it is, if, if there was a politician that got up and spoke to everybody and this was the content of their speech, I could see everybody getting pretty irate about that. Or a teacher in a classroom saying, I'm going to educate you, uh, using these specific things. I, you know, that, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but I could see people getting up irate about this. I feel like music is, music is a, a safe space. Yeah. Or like music visual music. art, you go to, it, like all, every museum in the world is full of uh, art that gets very, very graphic, so. Yeah, so you're, you're okay with it across the board? I'm okay with, well, no, not, a, not necessarily across, sorry, I'm okay with the concept of a song that's about, you know, explicit uh, pleasure for, for women and sex, I'm absolutely okay with that. I have a problem with the, like, Grammatically, this is not very good, and there's <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like the fact there's quite a few references to like use the sex to get yourself something. I don't think that's a very good message. Uh, yeah. um, I I don't know if I, I'm trying to look through these lyrics. I only read them those, once, those but I remember several things. Good lessons, Sean Burke. Oh, no ask for a car. Song yeah. Should not use sex as a means as a bartering system. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to do that to to get things. That seems silly to me. Um, anyway, and then also I felt sorry for. Hmm? I said I'm not going to pass a moral judgment on using sex as a barter system to get something because I feel like the law is doing it good enough. Yeah, that's probably true. Method of saying that you're not supposed to do that. So I'm not going to encourage anybody to break the law because I don't want anybody to go to jail and be like outrage factory sent me here <laughs> i mean we're good guys let's let's all just be nice to each other and if you yeah. want to have sex have sex but don't do anything illegal i agree <laughs> okay all right so i'm not really yeah we're not really outraged about that one okay no, it's, it's more we do like, like social commentary about people who are outraged uh, we Personally, I don't get that outraged about anything except for like people being so loud no in public. I mean, if you like, style, like I give this one a four <laughs> out of ten on the outrage. 
I mean, if you want to, we could start rating our personal outrage against something or other. I would say my outrage against WAP on a five-star scale is probably two, just because it's a bad song and it got so popular, I'll have to hear it more than I wanted to. I feel like I'm a one on the song itself and probably like a 3.5 in annoyance of the people that are annoyed by the song. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, how about we shift, speaking of sex and women and men, let's shift right into the Mike Milbury thing. Yeah. So what happened was, what? Sorry, can we start with how does Mike Milbury have a job? I don't know. I don't really listen. To, I'm just, okay, I'm not going to pass judgment on Mike Milbury's whole persona or broadcast thing. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to single in on this one thing he said that mm-hmm. everybody's pissed off about. But it might be one of those things where what he said wasn't that bad. It's just everybody hated him, so they used it as an excuse to get rid of him. Because a lot of the time, someone will say something stupid and they'll get canceled. And it's not because what they said was so egregious that it warranted them being canceled, but it was just the like the chance everybody took to pile on. I think that makes sense. And I, and I should clarify, my comment actually has nothing to do with his broadcast career. I'm just thinking about whenever I read those top 10 lists of worst trades in NHL history, he's oh, yeah. always like one, two, three. Uh, so I just found it strange that he would be in any panel of, of experts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird that Mike Milbury went from GM to broadcaster. Yeah. After, like you said, he was trash garbage at being a GM. Maybe he was good at a broadcaster apart from this situation. I've actually yeah. never seen him. Is he on the U.S. network? Yeah, he's. He, I think he's like the NBC or something. I don't NBC, know. He, okay. He's not – He. I never, I've never listened to him because I always listen to the home feed of either the Canucks or the Oilers, whoever I'm watching, and he's not the guy on there. But um, yeah. what happened in this instance was they were talking about hockey teams being in the bubble and how he, like, they were going back, he was going back and forth with another fella, and they were saying how much, how they actually kind of like bubble hockey, like this new, the new hockey playoffs that are happening right now with teams being in bubbles and only playing in two separate cities and kind of being, uh, I guess, separated from society. And one of the things he said, he offhand said, and there's no women around to distract the players or they're not being distracted by women. And everybody lost their mind. They're like, how could you say that? It's so bad. And I've got to defend him because I've met males before in my life, especially males who play sports. And they Uh care a lot about sex and they get sex from women. Mm, I'd say predominantly, like there are some prop, there are here and there, like same sex couples in sports. But I would have to say that what he said about women being a distraction for the players is sound. What do you think? You know, it's, so yeah, I, 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 it sounds to me like he did a poor job of executing on a bad dad joke. Uh, like I've heard <laughs> that joke, yeah, nine hundred times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I, I think you could certainly take those words and you could 
uh, find something um, pretty egregious in that. Uh, the idea that, you know, potentially women are nothing more than a distraction or uh, uh, yeah. you know, all these sorts of things, you, you, could, you could really carry that down a long path. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the spirit of how I've heard that joke before is always like, um, you know, uh, uh, the idea of uh, the interrelationship between men and women and like boys will, you know, boys chasing girls and all that sort of stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. it's more... I think it's more innocent than potentially it came out. And I, I certainly, I don't know if I, if somebody deserves to have their life canceled for, for being really bad at dad jokes. Yeah. I got to, I got to agree with you. Like even like I never read that deep into it, but it is like, to me, it's a sound point because like, look at that NFL player who was just trying to sneak a woman into his hotel room like the like nfl wasn't in bubble but they're kind of trying to separate themselves and one of the player one of the rookies was trying to sneak a woman into his hotel room and i'm not going to say his in, or her intention but i'm assuming that it was for the sexuality of the whole instance but there's an instance of him clearly getting distracted by a woman and it actually ended his nfl career because he got booted from the team because he broke COVID protocols and put all the other players on the team at risk. And he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I don't know. Like there has been plenty of my life where I was distracted by women and what I could do to garner the affections of said women. I mean, I'm not an NHL player and I never have been, but if I could go back with a more mature mindset, there are plenty of decisions I made throughout my life that I would make differently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess the question, I guess the question is like, is there, is there something that we're overlooking that's inherently uh, in that statement that is not giving enough consideration to how it might be yeah. disrespectful? I think uh, what you were saying, like where you're say, when you said that maybe, it kind of like in insinuated that women are shouldn't be around hockey because they are a distraction. Like if he mm-hmm. meant this in that like females, like he didn't appreciate female sports casters or female commentary, then yeah. he's wrong because the bubble has female commentators, which is totally fine. And they're doing a great job. I just yeah. never took it as that. I thought I, just, I was like you. It was like a bad dad joke that we've all heard a million times. Like, don't worry about girls. Worry about your sports or whatever. So I, yeah. I was like, to me, it, it was like I said before, it just seemed like it was one of those things where he said something kind of dumb, but it was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. And everybody's like, we hate this guy anyway. Let's just get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's probably something to that too. I, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I certainly don't think it's a big enough deal for somebody to lose their job, but that's yeah. just without necessarily, I haven't spoken to anybody who actually has a position where they could speak to their experience from it, how it might impact them, uh, you know, as a woman or, or it could be, you know, uh, the, the implication that only women could be distracting. I mean, you could take it on that angle as well. And there might be, you know, somebody who's not interested in another sex. Uh, and they might be like, 
I can't get distracted. I'm taking that into a really, 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 that's stretching it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's lots of ways that somebody could get angry. I feel like, I feel like there's worse things said and there's bigger hills to die. I guess, I guess part of my, part of my challenge is that, you know, when people get super irate about something that uh, at face value could potentially be seen as not being such a big deal, gives ammunition to the people on, uh, on the flip side of that argument. And the, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you have, if you have an argument where somebody is being like explicitly misogynist, yes. uh, like clearly and strongly and saying something terrible, it's hard for somebody to refute that when you say that we need to change our culture because look at these obvious examples that we have of misogyny in our culture or, mm-hmm. or a lack of respect for minorities or whatever. But when you have something that's on, that's borderline and could easily be interpreted, you kind of give a little bit of ammunition to that other side to be like, you see, they're giving us all this shit and look at these issues there. This isn't such a big issue. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, like this, this is bad because it's opening it up being like they took his whole career away for this this is yeah, too yeah. far. They're overreaching and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Derek just joined us in chat and he would like to enter into the conversation by saying, fuck that guy. So I guess Derek's okay with him getting fired. <laughs> he just commented <laughs> in the video feed. So Wait, Okay, here's my question. So Derek yeah. is not on this podcast because his back is sore. Yes. I have, I mean, I'm literally just sitting on a couch right now. I'm, I'm not quite sure if I can necessarily connect the dots as to why you're okay. unable to be present for the podcast because your back is sore. Here's the rare point when I'm going to defend Derek. Because <laughs> uh, I've hung out with him with his mangled back and he can't, like for him to sit up because the way he's sitting up compresses the back he can't really do that. So he always has to lay flat on his back and then he, ha- and he can only do that for like five or 10 minutes. Then he has to roll on his side and it's like, he has to keep shifting and it's like, he's grimacing in pain. And then he told me that my views are so much better than his, that I should just say everything because I'm smart and his back hurts. I would agree with that. So with in that. closing, it- he just yeah. said he wanted me to talk because I'm Good. the attractive friend and I'm funnier. Do we do anything like a call-in? Can somebody – can they – do we take questions from the viewership? Because, um, like, if he wanted to put his back on the ground, he, 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 could, he could use a phone. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I think that would just sound really bad. But um, have, he, he joins the, it in the comments and gives his two cents. Yeah. So that's good. I don't think anybody wants to hear from Derek anyway. Let's uh, – <laughs> Uh, yeah, he said we should start doing that. I don't know. Can you phone call Zoom? Like, I feel like I'm the oldest person alive when I say that. Or I guess he could join with volume instead. Like, mm-hmm. join without video. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the world does need Derek's opinion. That's what he said. That's not what I said. All right. Yeah. So well, We've got enough Derek's opinion. Well, are, yeah, let's keep going. Are we done with Mike Milbury? Yeah, so I'm going to rate that uh, 2.5 angry faces. Because you don't like Mil- Mike Milbury or you're mad that – I'm going to say – I'm not explaining it any further than that. Okay. I want people to interpret it. My anger with what Mike Milbury said is a one. The only reason that there is any angry because it's an old cliche joke that didn't land. But mm-hmm. my anger with 
how hard everybody railed against him is like a four because I don't want to do research. So I don't want to go find out all the other reasons people hate Mike Milbury. I don't like, I don't want to have to look into what's wrong with this guy who did a bad dad joke. Like I get he was a GM for a team somewhere and he made bad trades and he probably said other stupid things on the broadcast. Yeah, this could be like a Don Cherry thing where it's like years of Mike Bilberry saying borderline bad yeah. shit. Borderline racism. the line. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then finally they're like, okay, okay, okay. That one was the last one. Yeah. Time to, time to call it quits with. with yeah, so, yeah, we did, yeah. We did an episode on Don Cherry when it happened, but I do have to say I felt it was more like, he's old enough and he's not going to go gracefully into the night. So we're kind of just going to push him aside. Like he's not going to retire when he should, because he's not necessarily the best broadcaster anymore. So we're just going to push him out. So he's done. So do you want to talk about the next on the list of stuff to talk about, which is also to do with women's body sort of, is to do with Dolly Parton and I'm just going to Google it because I don't want it to sound like I'm saying something out of turn. Um, But, or actually, I guess I could pull it up on the list of stuff we have because what happened was Dolly Parton kind of came out and was like, I'm for it. Well, actually what happened was, a couple of years ago, 2018, I'm guessing, Dolly Parton changed her, um, the name of her like show from Dixie. Like she took the word Dixie out of it because basically I guess the world didn't know that the word Dixie is an actual racist term. Well, it's not racist. It's just kind of glorifying the old South because the term Dixie comes from yeah. the Mason-Dixon line, which south of the mason dixon line was the bad side of the civil war (laughs) i just brain farted on the name of that army and then north of the mason dixon line was the people fighting to end slavery basically so when you say dixie a lot of people who were using that term was just thinking it was like a cute term for being from the south like the dixie chicks who now changed their name to just the chicks which kind of misleading yeah they did they did that like a year ago because yeah i guess like with this whole like this was was this pre-black lives matter but the with this whole like why are we holding on to these dumb stereo the not stereotypes but these dumb sayings that we think are cute that actually aren't cute when we could just get rid of them like for me i was always like if you're using dixie because it's a cute, because you think it's a cute way to say Southern, like saying the Southern chicks, then just say Southern. Like people mm-hmm. will get what you mean. Like you're from the South. So you'd imagine that your song has Southern values or whatever. And that's like basically saying like we have conservative values. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I think there's a lot of those types of words and until we're until you're actually pointing this out i'm thinking in my head like there's so many things that have dixie in them um 
I guess, I guess we're just at a stage where we're starting to recognize the weight behind words. Oh, I heard yeah. about like Antebellum, you know, I got that as well. But I'm thinking like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't I mean, really get the Lady Antebellum thing. What was that like? Because Antebellum was something racist, right? Well, you are remember? you calling me? I'm trying to really understand my knowledge ah. of the racist. No, I, I just, I basically just heard that Lady Ant, like the band Lady A Antebellum, had to change their name to Lady A. And then they sued someone who already had the name Lady A. So they basically were like, we're giant douchebags. It was, yeah, exactly. Uh, Black Blues singer, I think she was. Which was relevant because they were like, we're going to try and change our name for the good of Black people. And then they stole the name. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Dolly Parton. I was, I was trying to say the Dixie thing so I could buy time to look up what this Squidbilly guy said. So Squidbillies is a cartoon that's been on the um, Adult Swim for like 15 years. And it's basically redneck squids. And one of the guys, um, one of the main characters is on Squidbillies. I have to look it up because he has, he has this weird, he has like a weird pen name. So if you look it up in an article, sometimes they say like, they say his name is Unknown Hinson, and I don't know if that's the name of the character. I'm so old. I don't the name know of the if that's, that's the name of the read this article. in the cartoon or the guy who plays the voice. <laughs> You're going to have to bear with me. Um, so, I, uh, so, Stuart D. Baker yes, is the guy is. that so, plays the that is the voice, and the Unknown Hinson, did you say, I think yeah. is the character. Oh, this should okay. be around for 15 years. Right? And I've never seen it. Never heard of it. I've, I've heard of it. I just saw that it was called Squidbillies. And it's like, look how redneck these squids are. And I'm like, I don't really want to see that because I don't find a cartoonized version of people being ignorant rednecks funny. I just see them as ignorant rednecks. And I yeah. grew up in a small town and I have no interest in seeing anything of that. So what happened was after Dolly Parton, she did an interview where she said she said she was with Black Lives Matter, which is completely normal because everybody should be because she she basically said Black Lives Matter. What did we think we were? Ours were the only ones that did. That's stupid. And uh, I thought she had like a really good line, though. She said something about did we think that our tiny white ass, our little white asses were the only ones that mattered or something like that, which I thought. Was just right. I'm sorry. Lightly just... Dolly Parton and also amazing. Yeah. Um, did you want to look up the exact quote so that we don't? No, I just want to say that that was awesome. Little white. That was asses. awesome. Yeah. And um, so this guy yeah. went off the rails. Like what he yeah. said was so dumb. He said that he called her a slut, which has no bearing on anything. Like whether yeah. you want. Uh, whether you're for Black Lives Matter or not has nothing to do with your proclivities on your sexuality or your sexual morals and stuff. And he called her a self-racist, which is a very disturbing term that people would still have that in their brain, that they would mm -hmm. still say stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, he got fired from Squidbillies. As soon as this happened, the people who like run the show Squidbillies, even though he's a main character, they're like, yeah, he's not on the show anymore. So 
don't even bother talking to us because that was ridiculous. And I don't know. I'm just going to tell. It's like, do I want to say what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Just say, say, just say what he said. We've already talked about uh, very graphic things on wet ass pussies. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm just saying that now because I feel like I have like a license to say it because somebody put it in a song and I was like, well, I'm just referencing that song that these young women are talking about. So anyways, okay. So what he said was, so now this freak titted old, old Southern bimbo is a BLM lover. Remember slut rednecks made you a millionaire. So basically he's saying that since she sung country songs and Redneck love those country songs. She's not allowed to support Black Lives Matters, which is ridiculous. That's and ridiculous. I don't know, like calling someone a freak titted bimbo, although a super burn because she has. Um, is it okay to call them fake tits now? Like, I feel like I, oh, I feel like I have to walk so far around all this stuff. Like, what would you call them? Like. Plastic surgery enhanced breasts. I'd see. Yeah, I'd say a lot of her has had uh, some upkeep, but um, oh, that's I'd such a good. That's why you're here, Sean, because you say things like a nice guy would. You say she has lots of upkeep, whereas I say she has bolt-ons or something horribly offensive like that. Okay, so um, yeah, but but like you said, that really has no relevance to the context of the comments. No, it doesn't. And like, like, I feel like this, although it's like, although what he said was completely mm-hmm. undefensible, it should be a warning sign that maybe there are like maybe some rednecks out there who aren't necessarily against black lives matters, but they bought in to having being a redneck as part of their persona that they feel like they painted themselves in a corner and they'd be betraying something mm-hmm. if they came out and supported black lives matter. Like that's what this guy was saying. He was saying that since rednecks made you famous, you can't support black lives matter. And that is completely wrong. Anybody. Well, I think black lives matter. Do you feel like, do you feel like there is a, like, like, I guess there's two ways to look at that. There's either the, the group of individuals at large that consider themselves to be rednecks. Mm-hmm. Part of the associated identity of that is that you don't support Black Lives Matter. Or the alternative is that there's a group of people that don't support Black Lives Matter that are trying to uh, assume uh, the support of the identity of all the people that say they're rednecks you know what i mean like it could be that this guy's just a racist asshole and he's like i'm gonna say that all all rednecks are racist assholes and now we're all you Mm -hmm. know that's putting a bunch of people behind my shitty opinion and therefore uh there's more weight to my opinion versus you know the alternative would be that everybody that's a redneck identifies that they you know it's it's what you're saying the alternative is that they could be in a place where they're like i like black lives matter but i can't really say that because part of my identity is that i'm a redneck and rednecks don't so i think it's the first one i think the guy's just an asshole who's trying to pull more people into his yeah and the weird part was like why would you say any of this like it's i don't know it's it's weird because it's like you're a voice in a cartoon you're not like some 
mountain man who's fighting grizzly bears with your bare hands. Like you're like, you're trying to put it across that you're like some redneck who is like going to lose something with black lives matter when you're basically just an artist who performs art for money. Mm -hmm. Like that, Mm -hmm. that was one of the weird things that I got, but um, yeah, like I think, like, do you think that this is, uh, like, I, I guess, uh, maybe it's a broader question, but do you think that this is deserving of, you know, being completely canceled and being re- and having his job removed and all that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah. This is the one time, like, because you, I'm, I'm always like, all oh, people could say dumb shit, but they shouldn't have their job taken away. But, th- like, when it comes to having a job like this, where you're performing mm-hmm. an art and this would negatively affect the product that is being sold, because it's your voice so when people hear this they're just gonna think of this racist asshole like it's supposed to be like the squidbillies is supposed to be like some sort of lampoon on rednecks it's not supposed to be have this weird agenda of forwarding like racist culture and trying to be persuasive in any way so you should fire this guy like he should not have his job yeah i i mean I'm, I'm going to tell you, I do think it's egregious. I, I, yeah, I didn't know. I, I feel when you're, so this is different. Cause I guess he's a public, he's a public persona is everything he says is inextricably tied back to uh, everything that, um, uh, that he has worked on. Yeah. So I get that. I just, uh, uh, I get I get worried about the idea because we've talked about three things now that are two things where somebody's ended up being sort of canceled out, and yeah. the third scenario that the only reason they you know wouldn't have been is because they sort of appeal to the values of individuals that would typically be doing the angry outraged uh, canceling. Yeah. So I don't know. I. I mean, it's, it's weird because you get into like weird things, like with, especially with shows, it's like, like with Chris D'Elia, he was like, they replaced him with Tignataro in one movie because mm. like he was cast for a movie and like, it came out that he was going after young women, maybe like it's, it's nothing's been substantiated, but there was like, what happened was we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but what happened was um a girl said that when she was 16 chris DeLeo was like hitting on her and like asking her for nudes yeah. and trying to have sex with her and then um he basically lost his livelihood because he's a stand-up comedian so he like lost his movie roles and stuff that kind of seems egregious because that was something that i mean if it did happen which i don't know if it did or not then yeah pull him out because that's against the law and it's like Oh, it's so hard because it's such a quagmire when you get into entertainment yeah. because it's funny you said that. And the first thing I thought was like, Oh, this, this asshole needs to have his, like, he can't, he's he, <laughs> like, that's the, the immediate thing I think is like, this guy yeah. should lose his job. What kind of pervert is running around hitting on 16 year old girls? Yeah. That's the uh, thing. Like, right. Like that's... I get it. I get the anger. I, I feel mm-hmm. like there's gotta be a rational person out there that, you know, our, our collective, of people that can think beyond this and try and solve this problem. I just worry that we end up going to a point where it's almost, it could get to be too far. Yeah. I think we're getting close to that point. Mm-hmm. And like, 
uh, I brought him up because it was supposed to be the murky situation, but it's funny because you're like, yeah, he should be fired. And it's like, if this is at all true, he should be fired. And I think he should be removed from this movie that's coming up until it's proven because if they start shooting it and then charges are laid against him for this behavior, then you just like lost a whole movie. And it's like these movies spend like these movies, TV shows and basically like visual entertainment spend so much money on advertising and everything. And it's still just a gamble to get people to like it. And then you're going to have like this one big glaring reason that people can just dismiss it entirely. You want to get rid of that. Like you have this squid Billy guy and you're like, Oh, we want to get people to watch squid Billy. So you're like, you're like, it's a lampoon. It's like, these squids and they're rednecks and one wears a trucker hat and it's funny and then you're like wait isn't that the one with the guy who's super racist who went after dolly parton because he's yeah. a dickhead and then you're like yeah that's my show i guess but know. you know they've been around for 15 years maybe it's a you know maybe it's a good time to pivot to a new show yeah i mean how like, do you, sorry how do you do with like um like just personally, like how do you do with individuals that have sort of been in this situation, the, I don't know, the Kevin Spacey's and Bill Cosby's and everything in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do with their, with their content after you find that out about them? Oh, like, you I mean find- like it's poison. Well, I didn't really go through Bill Cosby content because I don't know. Cause it was all like, old, like his stand up. Like I don't, I haven't watched, um, the Cosby show since this happened because I didn't really enjoy it when it was out. So I'm not going to, it's not like one of those things I'd be like, I like this so much. I'm willing to forgive, but it's mm-hmm. like, um, and I'm not going to go listen to his old stand up records because they're so old. They're not really funny. Anymore. Who's, like which one, who's one that you, who's one you like, like Louis CK, Louis CK. Perfect. I okay. like Louis CK. And I went back because I, nothing he he was never charged or anything and the the narrative was had a schism in it because there was all these people saying that he would like lock the door and make women watch him jerk off and then i heard somewhere else that he was like it was no he just asked these women if he could jerk off in front of them and i was like i i've asked women if i could do that i'm not a terrible person and since it was like there was a weird like um power level like maybe he was their boss maybe they let him do it because they thought their career would be harmed by it if they didn't because they were like stand-up comedians like they were female stand-up comedians who the intention was that they only said yes he could do it because they had they were fearing reprisal of what would happen if they said no and like Derek says Louis CK took advantage of his position of power and influence to get women to watch him so it's it's awkward because if he was charged and this was a criminal offense he would have a certain amount of time that he would have to serve in jail pay a certain amount of money and then he'd what be free like because there, there comes into this the like what also steps in is like how does he come to redemption like what does he have to do before you're allowed to like him again. Like he basically took a year off had, I'm, I'm not saying it's like enough, but he had some stuff canceled 
like he had i think he had a tv a movie that he had like this big blockbuster i don't know if it's blockbuster but he had like an a movie movie that kind of got shit canned because of this whole thing and for me like i think it was the the secret pet the secret life of pets he was in the first one but not the second one no like no like what i'm saying is he had a movie like that had him in it as a person i thought I mean, uh, maybe it was Secret Life of Pets. Have you done anything? What, anyway, but the, so all of this actually makes sense. And I see how, you know, you can dance around that situation of how do people redeem themselves. I think you can take that away from just these celebrity situations. Just talk about people that actually do go through the criminal justice system, end up in yeah. prison, and then like, how do they ultimately, you know, get uh, uh, free from that stigma and everything. But my question is more about, like, just how do you react to it? So, like, as an example... I can't watch Kevin Spacey in anything now. Oh, I know. Like I just, I get so creeped out, but I'm totally fine listening to Michael Jackson. I'm just like, love it. Put it on. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just something about the association of, I actually, I don't even know. Like some things that I like, like I loved house of cards. I cannot watch yeah. his face in anything. It, it, I guess because he's always plays like a little bit of a creepy dude, but uh I, I mean, what is, with Michael a, Jackson, yeah. sorry, with Michael Jackson, what it might be was that you don't see his face to enjoy his music. So you don't have like that extra visual level of tying it in. And when you hear Michael Jackson, it's more like the singer is more of an abstract being because he's not like he's singing, but you don't see him singing. Like, I feel like maybe if you saw a music video of Michael Jackson. Yeah, like thriller it's different. still awesome it's oh, amazing okay. it's an amazing music video you watch him dance at the, whatever mm-hmm. that award show does where he has the moonwalk and he's yeah he's pretty good i i can i can just completely disassociate the two things but i cannot yeah. do it with others and i can't i don't know what i don't know you know what it, what else it might be is with kevin spacey like you see his his face and like his mannerisms, like there's this weird thing when, with actors where it's like you see them acting and sometimes their true persona sh- shines through even though they're acting. Like in Kevin Spacey's one of those guys where you can kind of just tell he's a dickhead in real life. So no matter mm-hmm. what he's doing, he kind of looks like a jerk or a dickhead. So when you see him, you see the, the, the dickhead comes through, like it might even be subconscious. So you know that he probably did what he did. Whereas Michael Jackson, there's this whole like other can of worms, like he was never charged. Like, so you don't know, like legally he might not have done it. Like you could say whether he did or not, but you could also go into this whole thing. Like, was he actually a child in his mind? Like, was he an adult? Like, you don't, you don't know. Cause there's, there's like these conspiracy yeah. theories about how he was like chemically castrated by his father so that his voice would never drop. And then you start thinking about all that stuff and you're like, wait, what? Like, did his father abuse him to a point where he emotionally never reached adulthood so that he couldn't actually become a predator because he was actually on the inside, like, Michael Jackson is like this whole thing that dude this this is yeah this is blowing my mind right now this is deep <laughs> I think I I think <laughs> I'm just going to say cuz I I you know we've got those ones but I feel like all the the other examples 
Louis C.K. is a good one. I can watch his stand up and I. Yeah. Tennille Jackson in the comments just brought up Johnny yeah. Depp because of his, his abuse allegations from Amber Heard, which right. is weird because like he lost Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Like they weren't going to put him in anymore. I didn't know they were going to make more of those movies. But then the weird thing is it was reversed and now she's getting kind of sued yeah. because she um kind of claim some stuff that wasn't fake but it, you know it's not all fake you know there was some stuff there there was abuse there from both of them so it's kind of hard like can i watch aquaman the movie and still think amber heard is hot and attractive because of what she did to johnny depp and what johnny depp did to her and this whole like weird crazy turmoil that they shared I don't, don't you feel like as an evolved male you should be thinking about watching Aquaman and thinking what an exceptional actress Amber Heard is. Look at how uh, well she portrays this mermaid. I, I don't know what she is in Aquaman. I haven't she's a mermaid Aquaman. or she's an, I know that. let's not say she's a mermaid. Let's say she is a citizen of Atlantis, an Atlantean. Mm. Mm. I mean, half the time I'm watching Aquaman, I'm just like, dude, Jason Momoa is so hot. It's like, you know what? I, yes, yes. You're like, just like you think about it and you're like, okay, what age is he? He's like, what? Just in his early thirties. And then you see his body and then you're like, imagine yourself in your early thirties. If you had that body and you were that strong and that attractive and had all that flowing air, oh, and all those tattoos, just think of what you would do with it. I mean, I would probably, he married her. I would probably marry Lisa Bonet too. I mean, he probably made the right choice. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, I, 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 except I know that story. I know what I would do in that scenario. I'd probably stop taking care of it the way that he does. I'd start eating yeah. amounts of chips. I'd lounge around a lot more. And like three years later, I would not have Jason Momoa's body anymore. Actually, you know what I would do if I had Jason Momoa's body? I would phone cardi b and i'd be like so i heard i heard this wap song that you were singing and uh i don't know if you've seen the movie aquaman but my body's banging and personally she typically is asking for a fire truck big hose i can't remember but it needs she he needs to be well hung that's the dude if jason momoa doesn't have a fire truck I would be surprised. I mean, it's not like God's going to give him all those gifts and be like, oh, but you know what? You're not getting this other one. He's the full meal deal. He's got everything. And if he doesn't, I don't want to find out. As far as I'm concerned, he's the perfect specimen of men. Like if aliens come down and they're like, human race is going to go extinct in 10 years. We need to find humans to clone, to set you up on a different planet. I would be like, just go get Jason Momoa's genes maybe some The Rock <laughs> and may, I don't know, some other smart guy. Oh. Um, I did not think you were going to go there. I thought you were going to say when the aliens come down to invade, then he would be the one that would like lead our charge against the aliens. Oh, if the aliens like, yeah, decide to I, invade yeah. us with their technology, we don't stand a chance. Like, I mean, maybe we give them like malaria like in one of those movies where they like can't handle the like diseases we have on earth but no like if they're going 
to clone humans, just go straight to Jason Momoa. That's what all yeah. humans should look like. You know, I feel like the whole concept of alien invasion is like, I think we've evolved or we've like grown to a point where we can't really have that concept of the aliens would come and land and like get out and we'd all go to war with them. Yeah. Because if we were to think what, what would we do as a human race if we were aggressive against another planet that was full of species? We'd you sit what, our ass did right we do? here. <laughs> oh, you mean right now? Right we'd like shoot nukes at them or we'd like, you know, drop germs and bio like we wouldn't do anything there would be oh, no yeah. land on it getting all the soldiers out and everybody fighting each other i don't think aliens will invade i think we will just have like a robot and we'd be we done. would send robots into space and we would like use our xbox controllers and control them and kill them that way this sounds like a pretty sweet video game it does and i think that Actually, I'm not even good at video games, so I can't. Could you use like the gamers myself. of the world in like cloud computing style? Get gamers of the world to actually control the robots, so they would all think that they're playing video games, so they're controlling the robots that are invading the alien species for real. Oh, like that's in get the whole world together. Um, you know what was I mean? that? And I think that's what happened in Ender's Game, where they told him it was a simulation, but he was actually destroying the enemy. Oh. Isn't that like an 80s movie? Is that what's It's Ender's an movie? 80s book, but it's a movie that came out, I think, three or four years ago. But ah. it's one of those ones that flopped so bad they decided to not make it into a franchise. They're like, hey, we're going to make this brand new franchise. We've got this sweet IP. And then it flopped. They're like, never mind. Mm -hmm. We're going to make another Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny Depp. What was your point before? You had something I interrupted where you were like, oh, we were talking about aliens. Um, oh, I was going to say, take uh, Jason Momoa and Stephen Hawking. And then I couldn't think of Stephen Hawking's name because that's how podcasts work, where I have like a good point that's funny. And then I just can't think of the right word to say it. And then it just all crumbles. But and then I was also thinking, oh, wait, he's passed. Would they be able like, do they have like a library of human genes where they have Stephen Hawking's genes in storage where they could take them to clone him. And then would Stephen Hawking's genes and Jason Momoa's genes, if you mix them, would it have like, would you specific, like what if it was backwards? What if you got Stephen Hawking's body with Jason Momoa's mind? And then you just like, oh, that's not what I wanted. And then you feel like a bad person because it'd be like that awkward situation where like, well, we cloned this person and everybody's like, well, what's wrong with it? And you're like, oh, nothing. Uh, this is the perfect body in every way. We don't want to say that it's subpar to what we wanted because everybody's valued a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, everything you just said there. Hey, I have a question though, because I think as we've progressed through this conversation, I don't know what your this what this is like every week, but we've we've had quite a few conversations that talk about, um, we'll say like gender inequality or you know the uh, underrepresentation of of women's perspectives and voices. Mm -hmm. um, we just talked about building the perfect superhuman to be cloned and that was all dudes you recommended so i meant we the males oh that was just the males i don't want to go into 
saying what would make the perfect female because I feel like that would get us in trouble for objectifying women. No, no. Marilyn Voss Savant. Yeah. Is a name that you should know. So I just I just Googled smartest woman. Is this this is the woman who is the smartest woman in the world? Like currently or in the past? Well, uh, I guess five years in a row she was tested as the highest IQ. Oh, crazy. IQ of 228. I don't know anything about IQ. What, what's 228? That is fucking ridiculously high. So Mensa Level Genius, which is like this secret group of um, secret group of geniuses like you have to get one um, IQ level of 160 to get invited to be in Mensa, which is you're certifiably a genius. Yeah. Yeah. And the way it works is the, the average is a hundred. So like if you took someone who was completely average in intelligence, they should rate at a hundred. So if you're above a hundred, you're supposed to be smarter than the average person. And if you're below, then you're not as intelligent as the average person. So she is um, she's beyond very smart. a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Plus incredibly smart. Savant, which, I, which is good. Um, I feel like that was a setup. Why would her last name be Savant? Is that a coincidence? I also... <laughs> so, what, does Voss... What is Voss? Uh, Marilyn Voss Savant. So the Voss part is always from like from or of or... Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So Vasavant would be her last name. She's she's of the smart people. Yeah, anyway, so her last name is Marilyn the Savant. That's odd. Let's go on her. Yes. Okay. We will get the Jason Momoa slash Stephen Hawking, and then we'll just get um. What was her first name? Mary. Marilyn. Marilyn Vasavant. Mm-hmm. She can be the mind for the woman. And then we're just going to leave it there because we've been going for over an hour. So we're going to go through rapid fire so we could talk about the stuff I did research for. So it's not wasted. And okay. Yeah. So, so go. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say something and I was like, that's perfect because no, I'm ready, I got to pull this I'm up on my life. phone and then Let's, you could talk. Oh, well, we have, I'll read some things to you. Alien and predator are racist. Oh, so what's happening was somebody, oh, this is like so ridiculous. This is bad. This is where rapid fire stops because you just say alien and predator are racist. And then you're like, what? So basically what this guy said was the movie aliens, uh, the portrayal, the portrayal of an alien was an African American breeding woman who they, the movie's racist because it somehow portrays African American women as like someone that you breed, like the, like I don't know how he made the bridge, how he bridged the gap on how he saw Alien as this movie. But when I see alien, I see it as like kind of an insectoid alien race that behaves the same way that's like a colony of bees would where they have a queen who lays all the eggs and then all of the like warrior slash soldier workers of that alien race come from that. And then he was also saying that predator, 
Sorry? I don't draw the line. Like, I don't see the line at all. I don't. Yeah. And then he was saying Predator is racist because it portrays African-American males as hard-to-kill warriors, which I also mm-hmm. don't get this line. Like, I, like, it seems like if you read the article that it's just him saying these outlandish things and then spending the rest of the article making, like, these huge jumps at how they tie into each other. And that one I don't get either. Like, to me, it's just, like, the epitome of, like, a carnivore where they hunt for sport, like, say, like, mm-hmm. either a wolf or, like, an – I don't know why I'm thinking of orca because I think they, like, they hunt for sport and when they find their prey, they play with it and stuff. Like, that's what the predator is. It, to me, it has nothing to do with race. It's just what would you fear – if the aliens were like, and that's one thing that would be terrifying. That would be an alien race that evolved just to be hunters. And that's, yeah. I feel like they could draw there. There, I think if you start going down that path, I think there's even, there's easier arguments to make. That one's a a super stretch. Yeah. I think, uh, and I don't see it either, but I think you could say like what star Wars, Darth Vader. Uh, I feel like in the article, I was talking about like how they're, you know, well, the aliens are black. Um, yeah. So, like, it is. It is unfortunate because African Americans have darker skin, and a lot of the bad, the villains in movies and such are black. But that's because I think that's back because it's like humans' innate fear of the dark. Like Darth Vader is scary because he's dark like the night. So it's like a black jaguar. They can hide at night, so they're harder to see. So it's like your fears are almost like exaggerated because what you're looking to defend yourself against is hidden by the cover of night. So I think that's like, I don't think it's like it's a racial tie in. I think it's just because humans in their lizard brain from when we were cavemen are, are scared of things we can't see in the night. All right. Outrage. Okay. The LA, LA mayor is threatening and has actually turned off services to giant influencer homes. So what's happening is like at the beginning of the podcast, when we talked about TikTok, and we just sounded old, what happens is in LA, there's these huge mansions where like six TikTok influencers are all living together and they're throwing these huge parties and they're not listening to COVID rules and, Cause basically the only thing like the way influencers get money is they basically flaunt expensive gear and stuff and they get sponsored by companies. So they're basically the human, the human equivalent of a place, a product placement ad. So they're all living in this house being like, look how cool we are because we have all of these specific items that you should go and buy. And we were paid to say that you should buy these. So anyways, all these people are in these houses and they're having these huge parties with hundreds of guests and the neighbors are upset because they're like, yo, one, it's a party. It's late. It's a weekday. I have to work. I made all this money the hard way. Now these kids are just throwing parties Two, California is getting racked with COVID right now. And LA, the city is no exception because there's so many people there that they're like, we got to do something because these kids are just spreading COVID. So the mayor of the city 
actually on one of them turned the power and the water off. Ah, delightful. <laughs> See, I, li I, I like the idea of taking their water and using it to fight the wildfires that Ooh. are burning California down. Is there um, wildfires in California again? Yeah, apparently it's like uh, obscene, like the the worse than the than what was it two years ago, three years ago, when a whole bunch of houses got burned. Oh, you know why? Because one of the things is um, they use prison inmates to fight these fires, and now with COVID lockdowns, they can't take the prisoners from the prison to fight the fires, so they're they've lost all this manpower on fighting fires. So they're like getting more out of control. And then well, that brings TikTokers and have the TikTokers fight the fires. I don't want to shit all over your idea, Sean, but if you've seen these TikTokers, they don't look like the Jason Momoa's that we need out there fighting these fires. I think you're underestimating them. Um... <laughs> hey, prove me wrong. TikTokers go fight oh, fires and show me how good you are at it. Why turn off the, it's like, did they already do things like find them and, you know, well, find them. Did they already do things like have the police show up? and? Yeah, the police showed up and they tried to bust up the yeah. parties and stuff. But they, the problem is. Escalating to the point where they're like, the only thing we have left that we can conceivably yeah. do is off their essential services. Well, another thing too, it's like in Vancouver, there was a house party and the police went. And then they got exposed to COVID because one of the guests had it. So then a whole bunch of police officers had to self-quarantine. So like to me, it's a good idea because nothing kills a party like not having any power or anything. The only bad thing is if you have this giant mansion with like 150 drunk kids in it and you turn off all the lights, someone's going to fall downstairs and get hurt. And then somebody's getting sued. These are yeah. I feel like that's a pretty easy thing to like prepare against. If you're like the next party they were going to have, they're like, okay, we're probably going to lose our power and our water. So let's go get a whole bunch of bottles of water. Let's get some rave glow sticks and let's make this a fun in the dark theme. With, you know, or they'll be uh, like, apparently the mayor doesn't know what a generator is. So we'll just get that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, Sure, do the easy thing. Get a generator. E either way, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if that punishment is going to be harsh enough. No. Okay. Um, let's go. Okay, only a couple things left. Let's go. Yeah. With this is more of a BC centric thing, but I guess it's more like every because there's a lot of people dealing with this in various forms. Masks being mandatory on transit. BC saying that all, as of tomorrow, we're recording this Sunday night on uh, August 23rd. So August 24th, Monday, all transit, you will have to wear a mask. It'll be mandatory. I'm sorry, people are pissed about this? Yeah. Because people... People beyond just a little, like, anti-maxer... <laughs> anti-masker group of individuals that are pissed about masks in general is, yeah. is there like another expanded group of people that are like no i like masks but not on transit yeah i think it's like it's not as bad in the states where it's this like weird political standpoint where it's like you say you're for masks or against masks and that automatically signifies which side of the mm -hmm. political spectrum you fall on but for me i was like wait 
people were going on transit during COVID without wearing masks? Are yeah, they exactly. crazy? Do they know this? I, I personally have avoided transit, pun intended, like the plague. I, I, can't. I think you're just being ultra literal. Um, yeah. I can't conceive of this one. It just seems so... Like, what's the worst case scenario? The mask is doing nothing for you. Like, yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, I really, I don't understand why it's even a, why it's even a debate. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. the, the anti-maskers have, like, no argument that could convince me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then we have, oh, Trump pardoned Susan B. Anthony, one of the, uh, it's so like the, Sorry? Sophie B. Hawkins? No, uh, Susan B. Anthony. She was one of the main women in the suffrage movement. And yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think it's the 100-year anniversary of women getting the vote because of her. And he was going to pardon her because she got charged with voting. And she never like fought the charges or whatever. She's like, I'm going to let these charges stand forever. And then Trump was like, we're going to pardon her as basically like a way to celebrate the hundred year anniversary of her. And then there's the people who hate Trump who have to just argue with everything he does. And they're like, she wouldn't have wanted this. This is wrong. You shouldn't have pardoned her. I just want to clarify that with a community quote. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I feel like, uh, was there a call for her to be pardoned? Was this ever like an issue or is he just basically saying we should honor this woman because she did a really great thing for our, uh, uh, yeah. our country? It's, it's basically Trump it's trying like, to yeah. pander to win favor with um, housewives. Like they've, they've said it's like him trying to uh, garner favor with women voters, which to me... It'll work with the ones that were already on his side. Yeah, it steps in a it's a step in the right direction for Trump because he's just been so unpresidential in any way that now that he's actually pandering, trying to get votes, that means that he's actually kind of becoming self-aware as himself, as a president and not being this weird sociopath who just does things for no reason. Yeah. Like it's, it's more like it's more, it almost, to me, it means like he's getting like some weird political sense that he didn't have before. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I like, I, I could see why people would be angry about it because it almost feels like he's taking, like they want, they want somebody who would actually have cared about uh, her cause to be the person that ultimately does the pardoning. But that's a good, um, that's a good call. That's a valid point. Know. All right. I, I, I think you're right that it's probably just people are angry at everything that Trump does. Yeah. And then the last one we'll do, because this is turning into the longest podcast we've ever done. Congratulations, oh, man. John. We're at an hour we and a half. We really wrapped this up. Yeah. We, this is the last one. So the NDP okay. up in Canada, um, sorry to alienate our international listeners. The NDP wants to make Serb kind of permanent, like Serb payments of two grand a month permanent as a universal basic income like this obviously this isn't going to go anywhere but they kind of wanted to bring it up as a motion to table and be like hey maybe we should just give everybody two thousand dollars a month well i think it's relevant for american viewers 
viewers, listeners. Yeah, I think I think it's a good dip. As well. like, what and is it Andrew Yang? I think was the guy that was really. Yeah, Andrew Yang him. was, but he was like talking about he was a Democrat and he was looking at. It's funny because he was looking at universal basic income because he was afraid that AI was going to take all these jobs away from people, and that was even before any of this pandemic happened. My problem. Mm-hmm. With the NDP, th- with the NDP motion, NDP motion, is they want to give universal basic income to just the people who aren't making enough money, and then that doesn't that just kind of undercuts universal basic income because one of the built-in reasons that universal basic income would work is because everybody would get it, so nobody would have an incentive not to go to work. But if you okay. start giving people who need money $2,000 forever, then there's going to be some people who make on kind of the cusp of that much money to just quit their job and get that. And yeah, you know, I I would have, uh, I was having this conversation. I would very uh, much have always been on the side of the belief that a a universal basic income is a really good idea. I think, um, I'd be really interested, though, to see how COVID, I think this COVID period is actually the perfect testing ground for how that would play out over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Because I think your point is really valid. And I saw that in action is that there's a certain group of people that, yeah, they, they chose that rather than work, it actually makes sense to just stay home, collect to $2,000. Um, and it was more people than I would have expected. I would have assumed that that wouldn't be the case. But I would love to see what happens like you know, if that, if this continued for another six months, yeah. those same individuals still be in that state or would they be like, okay, it's, I'm, you know, I'm bored. I don't, I'm bored. I need something to do this social activity or I need life's purpose or $2,000 is nowhere near enough to live on, which that's probably true. Then um, would they all return to the workforce? So I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if the premise that, uh, that if you only give it to people that are in need, uh, would remove people from the workforce. I don't know if it would hold true over time. I, I think, like yeah, I think on one hand, there would be a, there would be a number of people who would still want a job and still feel like they're fulfilling and stuff. But like you said, with this whole Serb thing, there was a number of people that surprised yeah. everybody when they're like, fuck it, I'll just won't work and I'll get this money. Like there is the also that they might not have wanted to go out to risk getting the disease. So that was more added to the totally. You're right. That, clouds, that does cloud our, but I don't think our, it was enough for how many people period. took the time off. But as like a person who deals with unskilled laborers and stuff who don't make, make that much money doing their job. Like a lot of those people is where you would see. So we would lose like retail workers construction laborers like clean crews like all these people who are making minimum wage like what are you going to go work your 40 hour a week job for minimum wage are you going to stay home and fart around and make two grand a month like yeah i don't know i think i think there's i don't know what the perfect solution is but there's lots of other alternative methods or models of Mm -hmm. uh, that are kind of interesting um like uh some version of the negative in- income tax might be interesting although that would have issues yeah uh but uh or if there was like an age gate or something um because i you know i kind of feel the same way you, you do there's there are certain jobs that are out there that we all did at some point in our life when a job wasn't a career and it didn't really matter as much to us yeah uh, 
and they don't pay a lot and they don't pay a lot because we also, as the employee, don't necessarily hold them in a whole lot of value. Yeah. Um, and somebody has to do those jobs. And then there's individuals absolutely that are working those jobs as the only means of income that they uh, have available to them. And that's really tough. Um, so, you know, I was, you know, I was talking with, um, uh, a single mom who was like, what if you did this, did that and gave everybody two grand a month, but you did it when they were like 25. So it was like, when you have, when people start to get to whatever the age is, when you start to have some of the more likely, um, you know, like heavy life expenses, whether that's dependents mm-hmm. or, or housing or whatever, obviously there's school and there's students and all that sort of thing. We don't really have to worry about that debt until later. Um, so anyway, so I think there's, I think there's something in it. I don't know that the yeah. solution is presented that makes sense yet. I definitely think we should go with a basic income to kind of fight against poverty and homelessness that we're going to actually see rise very rapidly in the after effects of COVID because of all the people who lost their jobs and got evicted, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be universal. Like everybody has to get it. And then so that like, the, like, like I said before, there's no incentive to not work yeah. as hard as you want or whatever, or like rich people find some loophole, like even rich people should get it. Like, yeah, well, to, and you could give it and you know, they could, you could call it back or they could give it back or whatever. Yeah. Or they could just like, you could sign up that you don't want it because you make enough money and that should be available too. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't or know, but don't. Yeah. Or you could like, yeah, you could say a specific charity to send your universal basic income to. Oh, that would be mm-hmm. a good way to do it. Yeah. Like, I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically like you get a choice as to how to allocate some of what would be the taxes mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. uh, essentially that you're paying. Cause it's, yeah. If you're at that stage, you're probably paying more than $2,000 in tax to the government. So you're saying <laughs> $2,000 that you were just going to give right back to me. Here's how I want you to allocate it. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess you could just take your universal basic income and then go just give it to a charity. So cut out all the administrative costs for the government on that one. But yeah, I don't know. I like it. I think there's something there. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I think we made it through everything. Yeah, we made it through everything that counts. We're over an hour and a half. Uh, we didn't make yeah. it through the whole list. But... The where there's actually shadows here. Yeah. Wow. They got yeah. It's funny because this podcast, since we started at like six thirty, it's just like you could see the sun setting on our faces. Mm-hmm. That was a very romantic podcast with you, Sean Burke. Uh, thank you for coming. Um, I this is usually the point where I give the guest chance to plug anything they have going on, but since you are like kind of not on social media, is there anything you want to like tell people to go? check out online definitely i think everybody should listen to outrage factory check it out weekly uh yeah great show i've listened to episodes nice a nice uh, many episodes okay um if you're listening to this already and you've got this on well basically i'll just you can find outrage factory on youtube on facebook and on our website, outragefactory.com. That's where you can download and sign up and subscribe to the audio version. YouTube is where you can see kind of the live stream, but clipped into a video and put up. And 
on Facebook, if you go to our page, Outrage Fact, or Facebook.com slash Outrage Fact Pod, you can see this live stream and, and all the other live streams we did because I actually keep them there. Uh, you can oh. find us on Patreon. I think it's Outrage Fact Pod. You can find us on Twitter, Outrage Fact Pod. And other than that, I don't think there's too much stuff. Oh, you can find my personal Twitter at SuperDaleBot. Um, I tell terrible jokes, which you probably get enough of on the podcast. So I don't need, know why you need to find my personal Twitter. You can find Derek's Twitter at Herder. And until next time, stay angry. Thanks, Dale. That was great. <laughs>